Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. So you've talked about one of the... the what I'm interested in is the practical aspects of jury nullification. Um, and you've hit upon one... If, if I were, for instance, or someone were to talk to me about jury nullification, uh, I'm sure one of the points they'd, be, they'd bring up is that fact that if you're the only person sitting there preventing the jury from reaching a decision, those other people are going to get pretty angry at you. And there's an awful lot of peer pressure there to say, come on, let's get this over with, let's get out of here. So... You better have yourself in your own mind. You better be comfortable in your own mind that what you're doing is being done for the correct principles. Won't you say so? Uh, absolutely. And I, a ca- classic example that I give, now I've been in North Carolina 35 years, but formerly I'm from New York. So when I go up to New York you know, to visit club members and everything, I, I have a concealed carry permit. But New Jersey and New York are so, uh, you know, be avoided as far as having, you know, guns, uh, that I don't bring my, bring it with me. So I tell people in New York, I said, you know, how it would work is if, if I decided to ride up to New York and I brought my gun for my own protection, and I've had it, you know, this, this permit for like, you know, eight or nine years, haven't killed anybody, haven't done anything stupid with it. I mean, it's just a protection for myself, and my fiance is a quadriplegic, you know, and, and so by pushing her around in a wheelchair and everything, you know, as we're going about, she lives independently. Uh, you know, I need some form of protection because, God forbid, something happens to me, she is totally, you know, would be left in the cold. So I tell people, I said, you know, suppose I rode up to New York and I got stopped in New York, just a routine traffic stop, and, and they found out that I had a gun on me. Now, the Second Amendment says that your right to keep and bear arms will not be infringed. And the only way I can interpret that using common sense is, is not at all be infringed. So them telling me that I can't have a means to protect myself when I'm traveling, okay, is does not stand up to the Constitution. And so, therefore, in my mind, it is not a valid law. It is, you know, but they could still arrest me. So now, I go when I go to trial, and that's one of the things, and this, you, you have been the first one really to help as far as being able for me to get my message out, and for that I am deeply, deeply appreciative, but is the fact that when I went to trial, or when I was to go to trial, that at least one juror understood jury nullification and understood that what the second amendment says and understood that them arresting me because i had a gun on me for my own protection is unconstitutional and so they would vote to acquit and so then i walk out and there's there's no ramification that a government you know they could try to i guess retry me 
Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that double jeopardy thing works, but it seems like they can bring it up, a, you know, retry you a second time, as long as one person in the jury knows about it. And so that's why, you know, now I'm, I'm pushing, because I see the political system, the way it's, it's unfolding, even in this election, and there's, there's, there's so much animosity between sides and everything. Well, neither side is perfect, but I, I firmly believe, like I think you alluded to, is that, you know, using common sense, um, you know, both sides should be able to sit down and you come out with a reasonable compromise that does follow the Constitution because that is what the Constitution being what it is, is what has allowed this country to, to be blessed and grown to the degree that it has. You know, it's, it's not socialism that did it. It's, it's the fact that if you try harder and make a better mousetrap, then, then you, and you succeed at it. I hold no, no bad feeling for anybody who's made a lot of money, you know, uh, through fairly, you know, coming up with something, designing something, inventing something. I've invented things myself. I haven't patented, patented and all. You know, so there's no... I, I shouldn't... I don't feel like somebody else has gotten ahead of me. Then maybe they tried harder. Maybe they were they were more fortunate in their outcomes than, than I was. But that's certainly not a reason for me to be, a, you know, hard any, hold any hard feelings for them. You brought up a really good point, and I, I want to go and discuss the Second Amendment again, because that to me is one of the major, uh, a major source of conflict and division in the country. Uh, and jury nullification, to me, from what you've from what you've said, would seem to be a very good way of handling that. Uh, as long as you had people on juries who were willing to take the stand necessary to protect the Constitution, basically. See, I agree with you. Right. To me, right. the, f the four most important words in the Second Amendment are, shall not be infringed. And the most right. important part of the Second Amendment is the period at the end of those four words. That period means, shall not be infringed, period. There are no... Uh, there's nothing after that. It's not shall not be a fringe except on Tuesday or or whatever. Exactly. No strings attached. There's no strings attached. No conditions. It shall not be infringed. And the Constitution also guarantees that the rights and privileges of a per, of a citizen of one state are valid in all states, which is why. Uh, when you d get a driver's license in North Carolina, you can go drive in South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, and all other uh, 50 states with that right. same driver's license because you have a privilege from North Carolina uh, that, you, that was given to you in North Carolina, but it's valid all over the place. To me, if you have a concealed carry permit in North Carolina, that should also be valid in every single other of the 50 states by that same equal protection under the law. So, and I travel too. I ride too. And I go all over. And if I'm going up into Washington, D.C., or I'm going up into the Northeast, I realize that I'm in jeopardy. I'm in jeopardy because I can't carry in New York, okay, or in Chicago. And so between my home, because I can't carry into those places, between my home and the border of that town or city or state, I'm completely unprotected. And that's, 
that is my my natural law right of self-protection has been removed uh, by you know by those people in those states so uh, to me jury nullification if you could count on having someone on the jury who understood that mm -hmm. yeah. what would he say he would he and and I, I'll just just to mention it here at the end of that essay that I wrote, I left a couple. Of, I posted a couple of links that I found on YouTube, where the gentleman does an excellent job of explaining it, uh, even more so, more eloquently than I could, so that it is easy to understand. And then he shows the importance of it, and he addresses these issues. But, but basically, uh, you know, like I said, the judge—you wouldn't go on a jury and you wouldn't tell the judge or the, your jury members, hey. I believe in jury nullification, and I don't think this is right, and uh, I'm not going to vote for it. The judge can then throw you off the jury, okay? Uh, and th and there's two posts that I put up there by the same gentleman on, on YouTube where he explains the importance of, okay, you understand this, but you don't need to brag about it because the judge is going to ask you, you know, do you understand the law? Do you, know, do you understand this? Yeah, I understand how the jury system works. Yes, sir. Okay, so you would be very polite. You don't want to throw yourself off because you're doing your civic duty. But, yes, I understand. He can't come and ask you, and again, those, those videos that I posted would explain this better, but he can't come and say, hey, you know, they're saying that you're, you know, causing the trouble, that you're the one who's being, you know, not working with everybody else, and they can't do that. And if he does, he's out of place, he's out of line, you know, and, uh, and you know, you can tell him, I'm sorry, you know, but uh, actually me sitting here talking with you about this is out of line. Uh, it, it, you know, you have no right to do this to me, so if you don't mind, I'd like to go back to the jury and finish up my debate. But that does take people to be confident confident in what they, like you said, believe in. I don't usually talk about things I don't know what I'm talking about when I don't fully understand them because it shows. This, I feel comfortable, and of course you, you help with your your demeanor in, in holding this interview, but I feel comfortable talking to you that, you know, and in, in my facts and what I've known and the research, I've researched this over the past year. I'm, I'm a lawyer, don't claim to be. I'm just saying that I'm a person that I believe is of, of normal understanding, and I try to use common sense in all situations. There's two sides to every story, and somewhere in the middle, of course, is the truth. And, you know, you, we have to apply ourselves. You just can't take what somebody else says. So, yes, that's the big stumbling point, and that's why I'm starting to now uh, actually trying to get my word out more and more through different organizations and groups that I've you know, either befriended online or social media or whatever, or, or in just talking to people in general, you know. One of the things I plan on doing is to make uh, kind of like a little, um, and actually I think there's a place you can get them off the line, but a little a short descriptive handout that you can give to people in front of a courthouse that, well, do you understand uh, the right to jury nullification? Now, this has been used several times out west, I believe it was, and mainly in like, um, I know there was one instance that I was, re instance I was reading about where uh, a, a mother was passing out little leaflets that explained jury nullification in front of a courthouse, where her son was being tried for, he had apparently some uh, marijuana violation that he was going to court for. Um, it wasn't like he was a big, you know, billion-dollar gang leader type of thing. It was just, you know, somebody who was selling, you know, had sold pot. And the, the crime, the penalty, was way outweighed, really, the, the seriousness of the crime, you know. So he was going to get facing long, a long-term uh, in jail for this. And his mother was just passing out these little handouts. Well, they arrested her on the steps of the courthouse, and they tried to hold her on the grounds of jury tampering because she was trying to influence the jury. Well, when she decided to go to court with it, locality where it was, and I, you know, like I said, that was, I believe, Chicago or somewhere, 
the government backed down because they realized that by actually her going to court, one, she was right, and she was right because she handed that flyer out to everybody who would take one walking into the courthouse. She had no idea who were the juries and whatever trials were going on, even who were the jurors. She might have, you know, could have recognized somebody in her own, but she gave them to everybody. And so she couldn't possibly, that couldn't be construed as her, her uh, you know, jury tampering because she gave them to everybody. And the government decided, you know what, we better just let this drop because if it gets in the news, more people are going to learn about this jury notification. An interesting thing I found in doing my research was uh, John Jay, the first uh, chief justice, addressed this point, and he said, yes, you know, that the jury does have the right not only to decide the, the facts of the case, but also the fairness of the law. It's not, it is not the job of the judge or the prosecutor to inform the jurors of this job right or responsibility as a juror. You know, in other words, they should either know it on their own, but we're not going to tell them. And that, you know, that didn't sit right with me anyway, because, I mean, if you really want to be fair and impartial, I mean, why are you, you know, hiding this information? Well, they used to teach it in civics classes. They don't teach civics classes anymore, so now nobody knows. I'm amazed by the number of people when I talk to them about this. They look at me like, you know, I've got a third, you know, head grown out of my not a third head. I got a third eye growing out of my head, you know, because they're like, what? I've never heard of that. Well, that's just how good the opponents to a true republic democratic society are. You know, how they want this one world government. I do believe that. You know, I mean, that both parties are working together. You know, it, it's it's just the way for the people. But so everybody needs to get involved, and that's why I played this out. That's why I wrote the piece. Hopefully, so that. Most people could understand it and say, you know, either they're going to say, this is not, this is too simplistic, this can't be true, he's got to miss something. Well, then fine. Do your own research. I have no doubt that you'll come to the same conclusion I have. It might take a little bit longer, but hey, you know, I'm not saying trust me. I'm just saying this system is set up. It is there right now. We don't need to wait for a politician, a state, a judge, a president, a cotton, nobody. We could enact this right now today if the people knew about it. Now, Again, me riding up to New York without, you know, with the firearm and getting arrested, yeah, I would definitely pretty much want to make sure that this, this issue was way out there in the public forum, that people need to talk about it. I would be willing to go to different tea parties, whatever, groupings, talks, you know, I don't care. It's, this is fundamental American politics, uh, jury system, jury system of jurisprudence, and we have not been told about it, and we have been all too busy with our lives, which is understandable. You know, trying to be as comfortable, have raised families, and spend the time. I'm retired now. I have the time. And thank God I have the health that I can do this. I want to get the word out. This is my little bit as an American, even though I didn't serve in the military, to kind of help, you know, our country. Well, you know, the important thing about what you said is that no laws have to be passed. You don't need congressional approval, presidential approval, state legislature approval, governor's approval. This is the right of anyone who is asked to serve on a jury. They do have the right to make their decisions independent of whatever the judge tells them or anyone else for that matter. So no legislative action is necessary. So getting the word out is obviously extremely important. You know, when you saw, you talked about the mother who was standing in front of the courthouse, that's really kind of an interesting issue. She did have obviously freedom of speech 
Uh, there was there should never have been any question about that. She was handing it about to everybody, so it wasn't as if she was picking out who was in the jury and who wasn't. But you know the real reason is, as you already said, if something like that became <clears throat> newsworthy and it was in all the papers, it raises the awareness of ju jury nullification as a tool to fight uh, tyrannical government. So... And, I, and actually, I, 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 I do believe it is the last tool that we have before things really turn, and this is never to be taken as a threat, it's just an observation, before things turn really ugly. Because, you know, gun grabbers as, as just one group, you know, they, they, they're relentless. They're constantly, constantly, constantly pushing whatever they can get away with, you know. It's going to come to a point where, and we're fast approaching it, I believe, you know, I believe, like I said, both parties are in cahoots as far as the control that they, they feel they have a, a, an elite political class that is smarter, better. And I look at, you know, a $19 trillion national debt, and I, and I say to myself, smarter? You guys, you think you're doing a good job? I have to balance my checkbook, as I'm sure you do. It's like they don't care because it's not their money, you know, apparently. So they can just spend it and give it away to foreign countries. America is the most generous country, I believe, that has ever been on the face of the earth. You know, and anytime you see a, a disaster anywhere in the world, not, irregardless of what the government, Americans, you know, will give donations and send money and help and aid, whatever it is that is needed. That's just the way we are. Our country has been blessed, I believe, by God, and it is fruitful in so many areas. And Americans are, are like that. You don't hear that from any of our politicians nowadays, whether it's Democrat or Republican. You know, I mean, it's, it's either we have to be... Uh, sorry for being white or, or you know, uh, you know who's privileged. No, 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 we're all Americans, you know. I mean, it's the hyphenated Americans. I'm an American of Italian descent. That's it, okay? So in order to bridge the divide, you have to have some some possibility of common ground. And, and I don't think that we've that there is in most of the things that we're looking at. There is no common ground between socialism and free market capitalism. There's no common ground between between the right to keep and bear arms and the confiscation of all guns. There is nothing in the in the middle. Uh, a lot of the of the proposals, for instance, involving the Second Amendment, uh, in, involve registration, and we all know that uh, in before World War II, the Weimar Republic, there was universal gun registration when the Nazis took power. They had a list of who had the guns. They decided who they wanted to take them from. And so the guns were taken. They already had the list. They had the addresses. They knew where to go. So that's one of our problems today in this country is that is that the the opinions have reached that enormous great divide. It seems very difficult uh, in any way to bridge that gap. But nevertheless, to come back to uh, jury nullification, which I agree with you, Bear. I agree with you that it is a tool that we can use potentially to right some of the wrongs that are happening uh, in our country. And so can we talk for a minute about what kind of cases do you think are justified? I mean, obviously, if you have a grand, you have a, some guy steals from another guy, he's caught red-handed selling the goods, there's nothing... No jury jury nullifications really involved there. Right? I mean that, but there are cases that do uh, that are about principles more than just common facts. What kind of things would you look for if you were looking to institute jury nullification? 
What would you look for? All right, I'll give you an example. Uh, Obamacare, when it came out, I do not believe that it is in the Constitution that they have, the government has the right to tell me that I have to buy something. Never heard of that before. I don't even, I've never even seen a Chief Justice rewrite the law on the bench so that it was, it, that it could be considered a tax instead of a penalty. So I do not have insurance. I have not, I've gotten so far bills, I think it's up to about $395 in penalties for not having insurance. Now I've looked up the bill, and in it, the only way that they can collect the money from me is through any tax return that I might get from the government. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Everything gonna be all right this morning. (laughs) 